Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. I am honored to be joined by Carlos and Jonas with FlatEv. Carlos, Jonas, thank you so much for joining us. Th- thank you, Roy. It's a pleasure for us to be here with you. So, thank you, Roy. So tell, tell us all about the artisan tortilla maker you have created. Sure. So the tortilla maker we have created is uh, uh, to... Um, to bring to the market for people who really are tired of uh, poor quality of bread and tortillas that they buy in the grocery stores. This usually, usually, uh, if you want to have a great uh, tortilla or bread, uh, the only option you have until today, until flat death, was to make it by yourself. And this involves a lot of time and effort, a mess uh, at the end, uh, you know, for cleaning, uh, know-how and experience. And the second option you had, it was to go uh, to a restaurant, to a place where they make them homemade fresh and eat them straight away before they get cold. So this was, this is kind of a luxus for many people to, to be able to consume these tortillas or other bread as fresh as possible uh, in their houses. And that's why they usually go and buy a store package uh, pre-cooked tortillas, which usually have a lot of uh, uh, additives, and they're unhealthy, they're usually not organic, and uh, the other problem is uh, uh, they, smell, they, they smell bad, they break very often, so that's why many people have to use two tortillas or fry them, fry them sorry. Uh, and that's why we decided to change this uh, and, and create a way uh, to produce or, or to make artisan homemade tortillas uh, in, in a very convenient way. Uh, this happened some years ago when I grew up studying in Switzerland. I realized that uh, tortillas abroad are very bad. And, and I, I had an espresso machine like uh, with coffee pots. And even if I was a student and I was not able to afford many things, uh, I didn't want to save money coffee and uh, because uh, good quality, convenient, and not having to clean something was a, a, a good value, great value for me. That's why I got inspired on that. And I say, how is it possible? There is no solution to make uh, a tortilla, but also other bread, roti for India, like pita, or piadina for Italy. Uh, and there is no solution there. Uh, so I, I asked Jonas here beside me, I knew he was building robots and uh, with 17 years competing uh, worldwide. And I asked him, hey, uh, probably we should build a tortilla maker. And he said, yes, let's do it. But uh, what is a tortilla? So then I invited him for a dinner. So we made it uh, homemade. And uh, he realized, wow, this is something I have never tried before like that. And now I understand what's, what's the problem and what 
is the job to be to be done and uh, to, to self to solve uh, the pain of many people like you who are who are missing that. Incredible, yeah. So full disclosure, the 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 team at Command Partners is obviously honored to be working on this campaign with you guys, and we had the the absolute pleasure of having you guys at our offices uh, last month and treating the entire staff to fresh made tortillas. And I, I will admit the, they were amazing and everybody left with a full stomach. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing technology and you guys have come a long way with that. You know, tell our audience kind of some of the, the struggles and the things that you guys have learned along the way that our, that our um, listeners can learn from. Well, that's, that's a very good, that's a very good point. Um, as an entrepreneur, we are very optimistic and we believe everything is going to get very fast and it's going to be easy. Like, uh, why? If it's possible doing something with coffee, I mean, from the, from the technology point of view, why not with bread? It should not take that long, not that many months, not that much uh, resources. But once uh, you create prototypes, you see all the problems, technical problems coming there. For example, the dough was sticking in the, in the pots. Uh, sometimes the dough was not landing in the right place. Um, there were many issues that we have uh, that we have to solve, and once we solve them uh, with the prototype we, we have today, the next question is let's make a product out of it. And, and here's where, where where the problems begin because with the prototype you just use whatever you need to make it happen. And uh, just for example, the prototype we show you, uh, you can imagine that this this uh, would not be a, a good price, you know, for the total machine to introduce to market. So the next one was uh, to find the right partners and right partners not only for the development and for decreasing the cost of the machine, but also for uh, for the manufacturing lines of, of the of the pods, uh, having you know the, the right people like common partners to support us uh, how to launch a, a successful Kickstarter campaign. So this is this is uh, very important for any entrepreneur who wants to go to market. Uh, it's about the combination and not only one speciality. Uh, there are many people involved, many companies, a lot of know-how, and, and, and this is important that you, but on the other hand, that you continue with your vision. Uh, something else we have learned a lot is uh, we have to start with the, I said always as an example, Jonas and I, with the iPhone 1 and not the iPhone 6. Uh, today we see many people criticizing why it's only possible one tortilla, why not more tortillas at once, why not screen, whatever. So this is important like to really validate very quick, learn fast, fail fast, and a Kickstarter is a very great uh, platform where we can really learn about the, the customers, what, are, what, what do they care, what are they interested when they come to a landing page, how many example is the first day we were uh, rocking, we, we got the 50K in, in less than three hours, but afterwards in the evening, and even yesterday was the conversion rate not that high. And they mentioned, look, you, look guys, uh, I think the video is too long. Uh, you have to wait 40 seconds until you understand. Uh, uh, advice and feedback, and this feedback is so important for us because uh, if, if, if it's not live, we see there are numbers of people making the project, is really where you see what does it works and what doesn't. What really the media, is uh, talking about what people care of, you know, recyclable pots. People compare us with uh, with the uh, with uh, pots, which is at the moment negative because uh, those are not recyclable. And uh, and now we we try to really communicate in a very special way that our cups are exactly the same as yogurt cups, which are 100% recyclable. And, and and this is a learning. Uh, uh, it's not only about the amount 
you raise is about the validation and learning you get how to improve or where the, your business has to continue and go for the future to make your customers happy. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely learned along the way in terms of getting that feedback from buyers. Um, now that we've gotten hundreds of purchases, raised, you know, six figures for the campaign, that feedback channel is obviously the beautiful part about the community that surrounds Kickstarter. You know, talk about some of the marketing things that, you know, we, we together have been doing for our audience in terms of, you know, building a buzz and, you know, being able to raise $70,000 on the first launch day. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, marketing is here very, very key. Uh, uh, it's very important, uh, especially when, when we are asking ourselves uh, who is really our customers. Uh, it's very funny that we have some hypotheses who, who we believe are customers and many times as an entrepreneur you believe the customer is like you because you have this pain and you believe they have the same age, they care about the same like you but at the end once you start uh, working together with a marketing company like Common Partners you start uh, tasting uh, different audiences uh, and, and just seeing how do they react and, uh, and then what are the FAQ, what, is, uh, what matters most to them and then you realize, okay, this is, a, a, this is something we have to communicate better. I never thought about this. Oh, that's a good point. Um, and thanks to this marketing and these uh, campaigns or pre-campaigns, uh, you are able to learn and to focus better where you should uh, uh, put more effort and resources uh, uh, and uh, have priority in terms of reaching the people who are there will back your project and will help you with resources to continue uh, validating uh, things, uh, financing your, your startup and helping you to find investors. So um, I believe there is a huge value of uh, uh, that really helps you in real life and not only in the theory to validate and, uh, and, and find out all, all the things you need uh, to improve your business plan and uh, grow your business. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you guys have had a, a ton of partnerships along the way, given that your kind of team is split across the, the world, if you will, from Switzerland to Mexico. Talk about some of those partnerships that you've you know been able to leverage in terms of the, the pre-campaign and then during the campaign. Sure. So there's one very important partner that we just have disclosure um, uh, the, the first day in the campaign, and uh, the, the name is uh, Oyster and Freeze Mac. Uh, nobody knows them, they are very always behind the scene. People uh, have added a lot of value to Flatdev. Uh, those are the manufacturers of uh, Jura machines and Espresso. Uh, that was the company, the first company in the world uh, manufacturing a machine based on pot system, which was Nespresso in 1986, even before uh, Keurig. Uh, but I think this answer, uh, Jonas can answer much better because he has been working together a lot with them. And uh, probably Jonas just also mentioned uh, Bold, I mean Bold Design, having the great partners, uh, not only the team, but the partners, that makes the whole difference in your business. So Jonas, please just tell a little bit about your experience with your partners and how do you believe they are bringing value to us? I believe that our project is very big. From the development standpoint, there is so many challenges involved uh, from the technical side and for us to work with partners who have years and years of experience and they also have the needed workforce 
uh, and uh, for us, what we can never what we can never achieve as a uh, as a startup, that's really what's helping us out to reach the next level. So it would take very very long to build up this knowledge in house. What we are needing to get the price down, what we are doing now with our industrial partner Oyster, or to have a really nice design for a US market, what we are doing with Bold. So that's really key to work with partners for us. How did you end up finding these partners? You know, again, you know, one of the the questions that we're always being asked is, you know, where do I find these partnerships, these manufacturers? You know, where does that that search begin? For a for an entrepreneur, um, I think I think to find a partner, or we think to find a partner is like having an employee. So you hire slowly and you fire fast. What does that mean to hire slowly? Is we took a lot of effort. We take a lot of time to find the right partners. For example, with Oyster, it took us almost over a year to get to a contract or an agreement with them. How did we meet them? We met them at the international trade show in in Las Vegas, no Chicago. In Chicago, was in, yes. It was in Chicago where we met them the first time, and then it really needed one year working together. We were already working together, finding out if we fit together, if it is a good collaboration until we signed the contract. The same is for both. So we really evaluated a lot of design companies. A lot of designers, we visited them. We really wanted to find out if we have a good, a good personal feeling with those people we are working together because we think this is key to have a personal good understanding between each other. So we always try to take a lot of time to find good partners because you will work for them for a long time. So you have to see that with Bold, with Oyster, with other partners like Command Partners, you you will have to work in the future if it's a collaborate good collaboration, right? Exactly. That's that's, that's very in fact and add something this is very important because once you start a project, you see really uh, the partner is not only a supplier for one time. If it works well, it's a it's a kind of uh, coming with you together with this success, and uh, they are learning each other better. And it's it's very good for everyone to 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 have a, a successful project because. The collaboration continues for for different new projects. Uh, as Jonas mentioned, this is this this important to to uh, take the time to to choose the right partners because at the end it's like uh, like you getting married with someone. You know, you have to discuss. You have to be able to uh, to put always the problems on the table and be able to solve them together and in the good and in the bad times. Absolutely. It's the ups and downs of every startup, right? I mean, you know, you guys have come a long way together being uh, three three co-founders, you know, of the company. Let's talk a little bit about the, the product. What specifically inspired the, the first flavors, I guess, or the first pods for the, the, the Flatab machine uh, in terms of was there voting? Was there taste testing? How did you guys come up with those initial flavors? Okay, so this is, I mean... Uh... The, the most important thing at the beginning is to have the normal the normal tortilla, which is the corn and flour tortilla. Then when you have a corn tortilla, for example, you have to decide if you want to go first for white, uh, yellow, or blue, or blue corn. Um, and, and, and we say, okay, why to decide for one if we are going to do like the, the pot system, uh, with the pots, that's the beauty of the pot, that you can have a variety of them. 
Of course, there is a constraint that when you come to market, uh, you have to you have to have a look at how many uh, production plants you will have and be able to introduce slowly one pot after the other one, two, three, five, or more. So I we will decide first to to get the one that everyone knows, which is also this is the most difficult one to make. Contratilla uh, uh, is more a pain uh, uh, that wheat, the flour. It's uh, 50% corn and 50% uh, uh, flour. So we mentioned, okay, if we do the, the pots system, we have for in the development now when we are uh, testing the machine for many things, every single parameter we think. And, uh, for one example is if you add if you add one ingredient, it can be that the, that the pot reacts different or that the machine uh, needs uh, more force or something like this. And uh, just imagine that today we define a force of a motor uh, and then the machine cannot press it, then it's a problem. So in this in this sense, we have already tested different kind of uh, uh, pots, different kind of press for this machine, if we don't want to increase parameters and make the machine more expensive. So today we are doing uh, corn tortillas, flour tortillas, and a variety of flavors also of uh, chili uh, uh, and cinnamon. Uh, the last one I just have mentioned is very important because Today, when you go to the supermarket, you, you, you might find as a cinnamon fresh made, they are kind of like carton, dry, uh, so they don't smell even uh, to cinnamon. And if it's a, a donut or whatever, you just smell it and you just want to eat it. And we just realized that tortillas should not be only for, for lunch or for, uh, for dinners. Uh, sometimes when you are at the office, and like right now, uh, you, get, you, you get hungry, and sometimes you want to have something sweet when you are drinking a coffee. So we say, yeah, why, why, why not to have a something sweet that you can have a cup of coffee and then just with convenience get like a fresh bread that you can eat with fruits or something else and you have a like smear and, and, and uh, you know, make it very crispy like a, like a between a tortilla and a cracker and just eat it for snack. So that's, that's why we decided to, to also bring something sweet and uh, so you can use also in the office or also uh, you can create kind of crepe like a sweet flour and at least uh, two, two flavors if everything goes well with the production lines as expected and we obtain the necessary resources as well as demand. Absolutely. Yeah, you spoiled us when you came to our headquarters with the, the cinnamon tortillas and bacon tortillas. Those were quite a treat at the office. And obviously that fresh smell really captivates you know the entire room. Um, so it was really impressive. And you know we're obviously looking forward to getting our products here in our, our early next year for sure. Um, so that kind of gets us into our launch round where I rapid fire questions at you, Carlos. You ready? Yes. Awesome. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I have been always an entrepreneur since I'm a child because I, I, I don't like, uh, every time I have a problem since I was a kid, uh, I just don't like to, to stay quiet and say, okay, and accept it. I always say why there's no solution to do this and uh, I would like to change it. So I started very, very early on uh, with some companies, uh, already with uh, 17 was uh, my first company, and I think Jonas as well, his first patent. Uh, and being an entrepreneur is uh, about um, uh, solving problems uh, for, for something else, enjoying, enjoying what you do, having a passion for, uh, for, for building something, for, uh, for, 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 for uh, growing a company or an organization. And this is something I'm passionate about. If, uh, if I work 24 hours a day on that, 
uh, that's what makes me happy and not uh, uh, add something different. Absolutely. Well, if you could have a tortilla with uh, any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Uh, that's a good question. I think, I mean, it's a very, very answer like everyone probably could say, but I would like to probably do it with Steve Jobs. I think having a tortilla with him would be like uh, very cool for me. What would have been your first question for Steve? Hey, Steve, uh, when, you, when you came to the idea of iPhone or something else, uh, what was your inspiration and everything? And uh, what do you think about, about you know, uh, doing the same for food? What do you think about this, pro this product? I think, I think he'd enjoy that conversation as well as the meal. Any uh, business books or life books that you'd recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so there's, there's two, two books uh, uh, that have changed a lot. My um, way of thinking for, for at least for startup is uh, Business Model Generation uh, Canvas. Uh, and uh, the second one is the, the Lean Startup from uh, Eric Rice. Uh, those, those, those two things, those two books for me are kind of a must, uh, at, at, at least to grow the business. Uh, to be honest, since I am working with Flatdev, I have not been able to read many books because of the, of the work, uh, the work uh, you have to do every single day and the weekends. But those books, uh, and the first one uh, especially, is the one that I, I, I have used at most uh, in practice. Uh, what about you, Jonas? Difficult question. Okay, Jonas, we can talk about books. I have, to, I have to think about it. Anyway. I think, I think, I think uh, Jonas is too busy reading the cookbooks, right? Yeah, I think, I think Jonas, Jonas is always reading a lot about food, and this is very interesting because every time about that, and. Uh, yeah, I think Jonas reads quite a lot. That's why probably he has now probably can decide for one. Not like me that I have read less. <laughs> I think I read so more, more articles Where, do you, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, my dream is to have a flat test at least in people really uh, see people so happy enjoying different uh, varieties of breads. That means not only tortilla. I would love to have, you know, the the, the, the roti for India, have a pitas, piadinas, and, and not only the bread, but also having uh, different uh, complementary products, like for example, making gourmet sauces, you know, like, like Italians did with pesto, I would like to do the same with the salsas, with the hummus, with the guacamole, but in a very premium way, uh, by bringing also the, the history, like uh, how can you combine it with something else, I would be so happy if I see uh, the product already in the United States, Canada, Mexico, Europe, some European countries, and really the people who cannot afford to have these breads in their own countries like India, Mexico, and uh, so on, to, to, to see these people happy and uh, buying the product. I think that would make my, my uh, I would be very happy in five years uh, knowing that, that really people love the, the product. Excellent. World domination for the flat ev. I, I love that. You know, given that today's Cinco de Mayo, you're, you're making me hungry. I'm, I'm already thirsty. Last question on the, the rapid fire round. What do you think the future of crowdfunding looks like? Yeah, I think the, the, the future of crowdfunding, I, I have the feeling it's going to be more. Uh, I think you, you, you will be able to screen a project. Uh, in, it will take you less time to decide whether it's something for you or not. Uh, I have the feeling crowdfunding is, is going to take uh, 
that is that is imaginable and uh, probably it's not going to be only uh, in the computer. I think people will start uh, getting crowdfunding more in other probably not only mobile but probably with new devices in the future and more more everything on demand and and, and probably playing more with the, with the with the rewards and prices with more uh, supply and demand. I believe that uh, that could be a way uh, how crowdfunding could look like in a couple of years. Excellent. Well, Jonas, Carlos, I appreciate your time on this interview. Uh, now's your time to give all of our listeners your pitch. Tell them what you're all about and where people should go to go and buy the FlatEv on Kickstarter. Great. That's another favorite part. So, hello, everyone. Hello, Kickstarter community. Uh, we are here uh, very excited that we finally are bringing this product for you. Um, thank you for your support. Uh, in the last three days, you have done something amazing. Uh, we Now we are almost by 95K. This is bringing us a lot, you know, a lot of confidence uh, to bring you the go and get the resources and the confidence of what you really want. And we are very happy if you can uh, send us an email, write us what are your concerns so we can explain you better where we are. And uh, yeah, we, we, we want to tell you uh, good products needs time. Uh, just imagine that Nespresso took them more than five to bring this product to market. So I want to tell you, be patient. Uh, think about, uh, uh, yeah, we're doing all the best to, to, to bring you just the best product. Uh, and the way you can help us a lot is by sharing the vision of what we want to be in the future, which is to everyone's people's house in a very easy, convenient and fun way. Uh, thank you for your support and also the way how we can support you or the community. Let us know uh, because this, this should be for everyone. Uh, Absolutely. Jonas? Go ahead. Anything for the community? Yeah, please go on Kickstarter now and this from my side. There are still uh, 27 days and uh, we believe, guys, you can really decide if this is something for the world or not. And remember, it's the first product. We cannot promise today many other breads, but internally we are working very hard, hard to get other breads. And the vision is not only that you get two kinds of tortillas or three, we plan to come to market with more tortillas, but uh, in our country, in the culture in Switzerland, and uh, we as a Mexican, we prefer to uh, not promise a lot and better, better deliver and surprise you guys. Awesome. Well, Carlos and Jonas, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all of the show notes, links to the campaign, what we've talked about today, and a full transcript. Thank you, Kickstarter. And uh, let's enjoy fresh tortillas at the Tosh of Avatar. Indeed. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>